Greetings, and welcome to the Gospel Expedition, where we explore the Gospel from Genesis to Revelation. I'm Leland Acker, pastor of Life Point Baptist Church in Early Texas. The Gospel is how Jesus died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. Every passage in the Bible sets up, explains, or illustrates this concept. In today's passage, Scripture sets up the gospel by showing us the power of belief. In Genesis chapter 4, we're introduced to the two oldest sons of Adam and Eve, those two sons being named Cain and Abel. Scripture teaches us that Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground or a keeper of the ground. Abel was a shepherd. Cain was a farmer. He cultivated crops and he worked the fields. Now the day came when Cain and Abel were called upon to make sacrifices to God, to bring offerings to God. And Abel, the Bible tells us, brought the firstborn of his flock. And Cain brought an offering of the fruit of his crop. And so both brothers are bringing to God of what they produce. Abel bringing up the firstlings of his flock, the firstborn of his flock, and Cain bringing forth some of the fruit and some of the grain and some of the vegetables that he has grown, and he's making that sacrifice. Now, Scripture tells us in Genesis chapter 4 that the Lord had respect for Abel's offering, but not Cain's. And when the Lord had respect for Abel's offering and not Cain's, Then Cain became angry. The King James Version of the Bible tells us that he was wroth, that he was upset. He was angry, angry to the point that he eventually confronted Abel about this and killed him. God responded to the murder of Abel by taking away Cain's ability to grow crops, resulting in Cain moving east of Eden and fathering a great but ungodly society. That society grew so evil that by Genesis chapter 6, God decided to destroy the world with a catastrophic flood. Now, the question about this story that has been debated over the centuries is what was different? What was different between Abel's offering and Cain's offering? Why did God have respect for Abel's offering and not have respect for Cain's offering? What was wrong with Cain's offering? One popular theory has to do with what was offered. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 4 that Abel offered the firstborn of his flock. And so these are lambs that are being brought up for the sacrifice. These are sacrificial lambs. The blood sacrifice mirrored the sacrifices that would be offered under the law beginning in Exodus, which symbolized the atoning for sin for another year. Ultimately, Jesus would give the ultimate blood sacrifice when he died on the cross for our sins. That's what John the Baptist referred to him as the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. In fact, Peter referred to Jesus in 1 and 2 Peter as the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This is obviously a powerful sacrifice which demonstrated Abel's faith in the gospel. That blood would be shed, that sacrifice would be made, that would atone or pay for the sin of mankind that would bring about eternal forgiveness. And so what a lot of people talk about when they talk about the difference between Cain and Abel's offering is they note that Abel offered of the firstborn of his flock, therefore it was a blood sacrifice, therefore there is atonement for sin, and that's why God 
had respect for Abel's offering and not Cain's. Cain, on the other hand, he offered of the fruit of his crop. Now, while the imagery is not as powerful to us as the sacrificial lambs offered by Abel, there were grain offerings that were prescribed by the law of Moses. And while Cain and Abel lived hundreds of years before that law was given, it does show that God accepts sacrifice of grain. The law of Moses shows that God accepts sacrifice of grain and the fruit of the ground. And so the idea that God accepted Abel's sacrifice because it was a blood sacrifice and he didn't accept Cain's sacrifice because it was not a blood sacrifice, that is not in and of itself accurate. Now, other people will tell you that Abel offered the best of the firstborn of his flock, while Cain brought rotten fruit and rotten vegetables. It's an interesting theory, but there is absolutely no scripture to support that idea. So why was Abel's offering accepted by God and Cain's offering was rejected? What was the difference? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. What separated Abel's offering from Cain's offering is that Abel offered his sacrifice by faith, meaning his faith in the Lord, his trust in the Lord, and his faith in the gospel motivated his sacrifice. Now that may be why Abel leaned toward the blood sacrifice and Cain didn't. Abel saw his sacrifice as a picture of his redemption. That is possible. Cain could have seen the sacrifice as mere taxes to be paid to the Lord. Either way, whether the fact that it was a blood sacrifice was considered or not, what set Abel's sacrifice apart from Cain's was faith. And from this, from this instance in scripture, we learn that first of all, faith matters. Second of all, faith pleases God. And third of all, faith accesses the promise of the gospel. First of all, faith matters. Faith was the difference maker between the two sacrifices. Abel offered his sacrifice by faith. Cain did not. Therefore, God had respect for Abel's sacrifice, but not Cain's. And in fact, it is worth, worthy to note that in this whole situation, God reached out to Cain. God called Cain to repentance. God called Cain to faith. God called Cain to trust him, and Cain never did. You see, faith is what set Abel's sacrifice apart from Cain's. Faith is the difference maker between the two sacrifices. Faith is also a motivator. If you trust God, it will motivate you to do good. If you do not trust God, you may find yourself doing religion, but you will find no motivation to do good. God gave Cain that opportunity to fix things. God called Cain to faith. But Cain did not trust God, and thus he wound up killing his brother Abel and becoming a force for evil. What is faith? Faith is a deep-rooted trust in the Lord. 
Faith is a deep-rooted trust in the gospel. It is the acceptance of the truth. It is the acceptance of the existence of God, of the existence of Jesus, of the fact that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. But it is also a deep-rooted trust in that. It's a deep-rooted trust in God. It's trusting God, trusting that he's good, trusting that Jesus will receive us into heaven because he paid for our sins on the cross, trusting the payment that Jesus made on the cross for our sins to get us into heaven. That's what faith is. Faith matters. Faith pleases God. The Bible tells us that God was pleased with Abel's sacrifice and commended him for it. God commended Abel as being righteous, according to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. God saw Abel's faith and was pleased. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11 says that the patriarchs of the faith, the Old Testament heroes, were recognized by God for their faith and had the testimony that they pleased God. But Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because those who come to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. And that was Cain's problem. He didn't have faith. He knew God existed. I mean, God spoke to him. He knew God existed. But he did not trust God. He did not trust God to reward him for diligently seeking him. He did not trust God for that redemption. He did not trust God. And therefore, God was not pleased. Religion without faith does not please God. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. You may be making the sacrifices. You may be putting in the time. You may be living the lifestyle, but if you do not trust the Lord, it is not pleasing to him. In fact, quite the opposite. Secondly, or thirdly, finally, faith accesses the promise of the gospel. For this, we go to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. The Bible says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We have access into God's grace by faith. Faith is what gives us access to God's grace. Faith is what justifies us. We have been justified. That word justified means to be paid up. Our sin has been paid off by Jesus Christ on the cross and we access that faith, that payment, by our faith in the gospel. We have been justified, therefore, by our faith in Jesus Christ. We have been paid up by our faith in Jesus Christ. That is the basis for our standing and that is why we rejoice in the confident expectation of God's glory and eternity in heaven. At the time that I record this for you, I have endured death in my family, death in my circle of friends, and death in my church family. We have lost some really good people, yet I know their faith. I know that they trusted the Lord as their Savior, so I know that they are with Jesus in heaven. And I also know that as I trust the Lord for my salvation, and I trust the Lord to receive me into heaven, because of that faith, because I know that Jesus died for my sins, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day. And I know that the resurrection of Jesus Christ conquered the grave, thus giving us that confident expectation, that hope of eternal life. I know because of all that, that I'll be reunited with my friends and loved ones in heaven. 
It is faith that accesses that hope, that promise, that salvation for us. Without faith, all of this is pointless. It just becomes empty, legalistic, and ritualistic religion. And that leaves us wanting. That leaves us hurt. That leaves us uncertain. That leaves us pained. We have been cleared of the debt and punishment for sin because Jesus Christ took our punishment upon himself when he went to the cross. He overcame death when he rose again, confirming our hope for eternal life in heaven. The point to the scriptures is to help us understand that truth more deeply and to cultivate our faith in it. I'm Leland Acker, and this is the Gospel Expedition.